Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. And as if one search engine optimization episode wasn't enough for you guys this year, we're going to dive in to a follow-up. Now, what you'll remember is that on episode 41, we had a fantastic chat with Mr. Rand Fishkin from Moz.com. And that was really looking at search engine optimization from a high level. It was saying, well, listen, guys, these are the things that you need to be aware of. These are some of the things that you kind of got to watch out for as we move forward with search. And it's, I guess, some kind of precautions and things that we just need to be on top of as Google and the rest of the team just shift what they are trying to do. And today I've got a fantastic, fantastic guest joining me who is going to talk about some of the on the ground things that you can do to start to really, I guess, get to grips with search engine optimization. If you're on the sidelines, this episode is for you and you can really start to maximize your search results and the traffic that you get from those search results following this episode. So with me this episode, I do actually have a fantastic guest, Mr. Jeremy Pound, who is the founder, well, the co-founder of Juicy Results, and that is lovingly labeled the Internet Marketing Agency for the Fortune 5 Million, which is a fantastic strapline. And Jeremy is also the author of the Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO. So welcome to the show, Mr. Jeremy Pound. It's great to be here, Mark. Thanks. It's a real pleasure. And search optimization, you could talk about this, you could create a show entirely around search optimization. So I'm really keen to dig into this. And just before we do that, the usual kind of framing of the episode is, Jeremy, where did you come from? And actually, what is it that you do? Well, today I run a, a small internet marketing agency here in South Florida called Juicy Results, as you mentioned. And what we like to do is we like to take the really cutting edge strategies, the things that the, the biggest companies are doing and spending six and seven figures a month on and say, how can we extrapolate that? How can we take what's cutting edge to them and, and kind of blend that down and make it work for our small and medium sized business? And so, you know, as you, as you alluded to the fortune 5 million to us, you know, it's really uh, independent of actual size of your company, but it's more about the mindset. It's more about, you know, you want the, the most enterprising way to grow your company. You want the best and new strategies. But at the same time, you realize that, you know, you don't have the same budget, the same audience, and necessarily all of the same resources as the really big guys. So what we like to do is spend our time on trying to break this down so that it's actually actionable and it's going to get you results for where you at based on the size of your business. So you know, that's one of the reasons we wrote the uh, Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO and why I'm really excited to be here to talk about this. And we love action. I love that. I love the idea that you're making search engine work, anything around search engines actionable, because that's something that, you know, even in my day-to-day -day life, as I speak to so many small business owners, and obviously you'll see it so much, it's fantastic that people are kind of coming around to the idea that they need to be on top of this, but it's the action, isn't it? That's, that's the problem. What do they actually do? Is that something that you come across, you know, with juicy results? Is that a real problem actually kicking people and saying, this is what you do? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that there's just kind of been a, a micro generation of, of new companies and marketers on the sidelines, as you said, I love that you said that, that we meet. Um, and, and I think that's because the online buzz about SEO today is very technical and it's even a little bit sensational. You know, everyone seems to have a horror story about SEO. 
Some of these may be because of an overnight drop in rankings, because of a you know a major major algorithm change by Google, such as you know Panda and Penguin that got so much attention a couple of years ago. You know, and some of these horror stories involve you know just hiring the wrong company and wasting you know thousands of dollars and getting nowhere. Uh, so unfortunately, this kind of folklore causes you know many of the entrepreneurs and marketers that I meet to dismiss SEO as kind of an unpredictable waste of money. Um, you know, to to put it bluntly. And, you know, they say things like, ah, oh, that search stuff is, is too complicated or, you know, SEO is way too insert, uncertain for me to, to budget for and invest in. But, you know, the truth is, Mark, search is still how we discover new products and services online, especially, you know, and in spite of the rise of social media and the mobile app economy, you know, all very important, search is still responsible for the majority of the business done online today. Uh, there was a study late last year that estimated over 60% of all web step, website traffic still originates from search engines. So if you're on the sidelines, you know, ask yourself, how can you just ignore 60% of your potential search engine traffic? It's an unbelievable statistic that, and you know, it's something that you see right from when you sat there in a bar and you hear someone talking about the business and, you know, we tried search, we tried SEO, tried SEO and it just wasn't for us. And I think you're absolutely right in what you're saying that, you know, yes, there's a lot of sensationalism, but actually there's a lot of people that, that use this kind of phrase. We do SEO, we did SEO. And it kind of yeah. frustrates me to a degree that it's not just part of that mix. It's, it's sometimes seen as a silver bullet, isn't it? Which is wildly frustrating. You know, absolutely. And, and I would say that, you know, many of these, these marketers that I talk to um, are, are more engaged in SEO than they even realize. Because at the same time is, you know, kind of this, uh, you know, this bad connotation or, you know, uh, frustration people have with SEO, you know, all the online discussions today are about, you know, content marketing, inbound marketing, you know, education-based sales. And I would argue that, that all of these, you know, even social media marketing, these aren't meant to be walled off from SEO. You know, it's not just, you know, the SEO department's down in, in the basement and nobody disturb, disturbs them, and, you know, and nobody go and turn the light on down there because they're busy working, right? When done well, there's significant overlap from these, you know, new ways of marketing that we're all getting involved in where we're educating consumers. So the good news is that if you can make just some small adjustments to your current marketing initiatives, you can actually increase your search engine traffic without a lot of additional time or investment. And that's what I want, you know, your listeners to walk away with. I, I love the idea of that. I love the idea that search and everything else is not so walled off anymore. And it, it it interests me because a few years ago, I was, I was a bit more into search, maybe, I guess, five or six years ago, and I used to do it quite quite heavily. And, and I used to get clients coming up and saying, basically, you know, I'm doing my own search. I found these cheeky tactics. I found these, you know, I'm just going to get all these dodgy backlinks and I'm, I'm doing really, really well. And I kind of always used to say to them, well, listen, all right, I can see what you're trying to do there, but why not just create a heck of a lot of value? Think of a lot of content that just teaches people or tells people why you're the best and actually shows that you're the best through your results. And then, you know, that, that kind of got poo-pooed a little bit. I remember a really strong conversation that I had with a client and, you know, it was, it was really adamant that that wasn't the way to do it. And logically in my brain, it didn't compute. It was, it was sort of a, well, why would you try and trick people? Why not just create this value content? And suddenly we have content marketing and that's all people do want to do now. <laughs> Everything is, a, everything is a fad and a trend, right, Mark? No, I meant to that. It's no consistency. And I think that's where, that's where search really becomes very important because if there is 60% of that market there, it's not something that you can turn on or off. It has to be integrated into a marketing mix and also a marketing department. And actually, actually it's not 
it's not that silver bullet we spoke about. And that's what I wanted to dig into, actually. The first thing I just want to explore a little further is that that book, The Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO. Let's just talk about that. What, you know, where did that come from? Yeah, that, that's a great question. You know, that was something that, uh, you know, organically was developed here kind of as our internal operations manual. So I like to position the book, um, and it, it is exactly this, is that we took our operations manual uh, cleaned it up a little bit, you know, filled in the gaps, really tried to, to boil it down as if uh, anybody can access this content. And we actually turned it into the book. And so you're actually going to get, you know, the worksheets we use, you're going to get the, the secret sauce that we use, um, and you're going to get everything that we're using for our clients to actually be able to offer our guaranteed SEO service. And so it's um, something that I developed for people who, you know, will A, become a better uh, you know, a better client or a better consumer if they decide to hire an agency to help them with SEO. And, and you know, secondly, if you're a new, uh, new business that can't necessarily afford an entire team to make this happen, it's going to allow you to get off the ground and do the right things right first so that you're in a better position when you are able to, you know, make a full-time investment in SEO. Or if you just want to do all those things we said, which, you know, if you're already investing time in content marketing and inbound marketing, you know, we're going to show you those little things you can do that, little bit of organization that you can put on the top that's actually going to get you search engine rankings at the end of the day. I love the idea that it's, it's your operations manual. <laughs> I'm just imagining <laughs> you kind of pulling all of these pieces of paper together in your office and saying, yeah, that's, that's cool. We can staple this together and we'll get that on Amazon. You know? <laughs> There's a book here. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? That, I find that so, so interesting because there's a big kind of revolution at the minute around consultants and service providers taking the knowledge that is in their heads and productizing that. And that's exactly what you've done with the Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO. And it's, you know, why not? Because that that is essentially why you're in business. You know, why limit yourself to this local or regional audience when you can globalize it by creating a book? I, I think it's fantastic. And I'd urge anyone out there that's got some kind of content like that to really think that through. Can this be repurposed? I, I just love it. And, you know, where can people pick up that book? That's one thing I know without wanting to promo it too, too much. But where where can guys get this? Yeah, absolutely. Just just Google the Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO, and you know, not surprisingly, you're going to find it right there. It's on the Juicy Results website. Um, if you buy it on our site, there there's a number of videos and tools that come with it. Uh, it'll also be available, you know, in all the typical outlets as well very soon. You know, like Amazon and, and the and the um, the Kindle library. But those won't necessarily have all you know the entire kit, the video and the worksheets and the tools that we use. So it's really depending on if you just want to, you know, a, a quick read of the information for a better understanding, or if you want to dive in and you want to be able to do this, then, you know, we made both options available. I love it. Check it out, guys. You can actually pick that up from Jeremy's website, which is juiceitresults.com, but we will repeat that at the end of the session as well. So Jeremy, one thing I just want to explore on the back of that, then obviously the Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO is a fantastic tool for anyone wanting to kind of just get into search a little bit more and start to take action. But, you know, search is such a wide ranging spectrum of tools and information and articles and videos and so on and so forth. I'd just like to, for a moment, explore other tools that are out there that people can actually get and place within their SEO arsenal. So are there any particular tools that you would actually recommend for people to start looking at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a number of information informational tools that we'll kind of talk about, uh, you know, in this podcast that are, that are available to kind of steer you in the right direction. But in terms of, you know, software tools, and the things are available. Uh, SEO can be a lot of fun. You know, you can actually really kind of gamify the whole thing when you can get all this data available. And as you mentioned, you know, this this podcast is a follow up to, to Rand's. 
you know, we at Juicy Results are, are big customers of, of Moz, his software application, as well as his community. So if you're going to get just one thing uh, to make all of your SEO initiatives more effective, we actually say this in the book, um, you know, we're not being compensated for that at all. It's a complete third party validation. We think that Moz.com is just, you know, a great place to start. And there are a number of free tools that you can use. And then there's, you know, paid tools that you can actually use once you start to understand them a little bit, be- little bit better. In addition to, to Moz, uh, we also really like SEM Rush. Uh, that stands for our Search Engine Marketing Rush. Um, it's a great kind of, you know, more advanced tool if you've got uh, some listeners out there that are already, you know, doing SEO and want to do a little bit more competitive intelligence. There are really, you know, a handful of other tools, but I like to, you know, start with those based on, you know, probably where your listeners are. And then, of course, Google um, puts out a number of tools uh, within their AdWords program that, that actual, you can actually use for SEO purposes, you know, such as the Keyword Planner. Uh, and, of course, you know, some of the best, you know, the best tools, some of the best approaches we have is simply to use Google itself. So if you Google, you know, your competitors or you Google um, people that offer, you know, competitive or alternative products to you, you can really take notice on what Google's serving up what those competitors are doing. And even though it's not, a, you know, it's kind of a low tech approach, it can actually yield some of the best insight. I love the idea that, that you're just peeking over the fence a little bit and seeing what the competitors are doing, because we all do that in life anyway, but we kind of do it without any research or validation mm-hmm. to a degree, especially if you're small business, all you do is you, you see a quick press release from a, a competitor or you just assume that you know what they're doing. But the idea of actually researching them and looking at what they're doing to inform your own search, I think is, is something that, well, you could do that right now, can't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a big uh, fan of knowing what your competition is doing at all times. You know, I know, you know, you, this comes up a lot in business, but sometimes you have to, you're better off, you know, blazing your own trail based on your own, uh, you know, positioning and, you know, the, the why behind your company. But when it comes to SEO, it, that's definitely an area where it can be extremely, you know, helpful. In fact, you know, you really only have yourself to blame if you're not looking at what your competition is doing because it's all out there and you and it's going to help you catch up really fast so that you can spend all of your time, you know, moving forward even past that. And just I just want to pick up on that moving forward actually because I think that's something that's so so important for people because you've probably seen it yourself a million times, Jeremy. The whole idea that you know, I've done SEO. It didn't work. Well, okay, let's dig a bit deeper into that one. Mm-hmm. What a frustrating statement. And, you know, a lot of people in marketing, generally, you wouldn't say I did this and then it didn't work unless it was a very specific campaign. What you would say is, okay, let's try this. Okay, let's tweak this. Let's try it again. Let's tweak it and try it again. But search for some reason sometimes gets this bad rap that we spoke about earlier on. Is search something that you need to be so, so consistent with? Is that something that it, it doesn't need to be something that you do? It's just part of your marketing life. Yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of conversation out there. There's a lot of, you know, sensational blog posts that, that are usually positioned around the way of, you know, SEO is dead or do we need SEO anymore? And typically, you know, what they all kind of come to the conclusion of is if you're doing these things like developing content and you're putting out things on your website and kind of being a good citizen of the web, that you don't really need to worry about SEO to all kind of take care of it, uh, take care of itself. And I really like to look at that a little bit differently. You know, I like to kind of uh, make one very important shift to that. And that's that, yes, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to want to do all those things. You're going to have to do all those things. But having a little bit of the technical understanding 
and having a little bit more of an understanding of how this all works is, is going to be the difference between, you know, working out just enough to get sore and working out enough to get results, you know? So it seems like the same amount of activity, but just, you know, a couple, you know, shifts and in, in understanding is actually going to be the difference between getting the search engine, search engine rankings and not getting it. So I think that, you know, while it's not something you have to wake up and work on every single day, it's something that you, you do need to chip away at little by little, you know, over time. And it, and it definitely is kind of a slow and steady wins the race with SEO. It's one of those things that is just so, so apparent when you start to talk to small business owners. The small business, you know, the guys that are maybe owner managed or they have a very small team behind them, that search becomes kind of lost in this mire of other things that people just do. And the one thing that I'd just like to pick up on, and this this is this may be an entire curveball, so I apologize for throwing it in. But if you're if you're a small business owner, you know, what what are some of the things that you can do to just get started? You know, what what is the first and second kind of step that you can take if you've never looked at SEO before, apart from reading the bootstrappers guide, of course. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question, Mark. And and I will say this, you know, before I talk about the things that you can do, you know, I want to talk about, uh, you know, a, a kind of a clarification of the way to approach this whole thing. So anything that you do with the right understanding, I believe is going to make you a more effective search engine marketer. So the biggest takeaway I want to impart is that if you understand that having the best answers to your customers, biggest problems and greatest desires is the heart of any sustainable search strategy, then everything you're going to do is going to make more sense. You know, the best search marketers make a commitment to consistently serve their customers' curiosities and interests and needs, and they develop new content specifically to do that. Okay, so they kind of start from where they're at versus, you know, where they as the marketer are. So that, that new content can be in the form of web pages, blog posts, you know, social media posts, videos, worksheets like we were talking about, you know, anything that it is, the more diverse, the better. But Google specifically exists to connect people with that kind of content. So only once you understand and master that, that concept that having the best answers to your customers' biggest problems is going gonna, is gonna to be what makes us sustainable, does any of the little technical stuff make, make a difference at all? So I just, you know, my first and foremost recommendation to your listeners to understand that, that helping Google accomplish its goals is actually a far more useful and long-term strategy than any of these little, you know, short-term tactics and cheats and anything that you can do, you know, and, and to do that, you really need to understand what your customers are searching for, which is just good for, for business in general. Do you know what? That that quote is absolute gold. That should be on a wall somewhere. Serve your, <laughs> your reader's curiosity. That is fantastic because I've never, never, ever heard it put like that. But actually, the more that you do that, the more content that you create to serve that curiosity, the better you're going to do because you will just be that person that is there no matter what they look for because that's your job. That's what you're there for. I, I really, really like that quote. That's fantastic. So that'll be a, that'll be in the show notes, guys. Serve Thanks, your I readers' curiosity. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to make everything you do, Mark, going forward, just make that much more sense. You know, I some of the feedback I, I've heard from people who try to CEO is, you know, they're not technical people or this is, you know, all this technical stuff and new terms. But, you know, like anything, you know, in life, I think just having the, the context for why you're doing what you're doing is going to make everything more natural. Yeah, it's definitely about the why. It's definitely about about figuring out that it's not just about the quick results. It's not about, you know, some kind of 
platitudes in terms of rankings. It's not about the vanity terms. It's about actually what works. Where can I take action to have the most impact and deliver the results that I want for the business? I think that just before we get to the actionable tips section, actually, that's something that I don't know about yourself, generally, but I certainly see that a lot of people don't necessarily map search results to profitability or, you know, whatever other business goals they put in place. They just see the rankings and they don't necessarily see that through. Is that is that a, a fair statement? Do you guys see that? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, uh, SEO is, you know, can be very uh, amorphous, right? In terms of, you know, measuring the impact of it and measuring the progress, you know, how far along are we? And so we focus that on that a lot here with our clients is, you know, how do we, what are the leading indicators that show us that this is going to work, that this is going to provide a return on investment, right? So like any marketing initiative, you have to start with the end in mind and, you know, you kind of work backwards from that. And so really, you know, setting out, understanding what keywords you want to rank for, which is, you know, absolutely critical. And then, you know, understanding where you are in the process of ranking for those and what you're doing is really, you know, a much more sane way to, to measure your SEO initiatives versus the kind of, you know, did we get sales from this? Is this working? Is it not working? Uh, I heard a great quote one time that, that I stole from uh, someone at a, a sales conference. And he said, you know, when you hire a new salesperson, you have to be patient for, patient for results, but impatient for the activities that lead to results. And I really think that SEO, SEO is the same way. And, and that's one of the things that we cover in the book is, you know, what, what is that process that takes you from no search engine presence to, you know, a profitable search engine presence? And having that map from end to end is going to allow you to, you know, stay focused and, and not lose, uh, you know, your, your patience that this is working. And it's going to help you hold any kind of third party vendor a little bit more accountable and speak their language. And so, you know, I think that's a great way to um, work through the whole process and keep everybody on the same page. That really is a good quote as well, isn't it? That is, again, summed up so perfectly. That, that's fantastic. And we talked about the process there, and obviously Excellence Expected is about allowing small business to take action and develop their own processes and allow them to move forward in whatever space they're working in. So, Jeremy, what I'd like to do now is just dive into the actionable takeaways section of the episode. Now, I know you've put together three fantastic actionable tips. So if I may, sir, actionable tip number one. Okay. Well, actionable tip number one does, you know, piggyback what I just said, you know, beginning with the end in mind. What are the keywords specifically that you as a business want to rank for? And, you know, going in the next step, actually believe that you can rank for, you know, it's kind of like, if you're just getting, if you've never been in a boxing ring in your life, you know, you're not going to jump in the ring and sign up to take on the heavyweight champion in three months, right? You're going to, you're going to work through that process. You're going to say, okay, well, what can I do? Well, maybe I can just improve my strength or maybe I can have a sparring partner. You know, I think that, uh, that you know, there are a lot of tools uh, in the book as well as experts that will be happy to assess where you are today and help you make a good decision. So, you know, start with the keywords that you want to rank for. And we have a tool on our website called uh, the Keyword Brainstorming Worksheet. It's on juicyresults.com. It's also in the book. But it's really going to help you walk through that process, which is you know, more, uh, more elongated than we can cover here in the time that we have. But the right keywords for your business are not going to be limited to just the keywords that describe your products and service. We call those descriptor keywords, such as you know, PR firm or chiropractor you know, or underground water storage tanks, whatever it is that, that you offer. You know, those are descriptor keywords. We really want you to be expanding your mindset to the problems uh, that your products serve. You know, going back to what we talked about. So, you know, what are the problems that your products and services help your customers solve? It may be, you know, how do I get my company in the news? Um, easing back pain without drugs. 
Uh, can car accidents cause blurred vision? You know, you, you hear those three terms and you guys can probably start to, you know, in your mind, see which vendors that would actually help. So that keyword brainstorming worksheet is going to walk you through a process. It's going to get you thinking like your customer. And it's really going to remind you to use the language that your customer is using, not the language you use. And my best example of that, you know, might be so attorney versus lawyer, you know, or something like that, where you in the industry use one term and, you know, your audience uses a different term. It's when it comes to search presence and search engine marketing, the more you can be writing and creating content and talking like the customer, the faster this whole thing is going to go. I like the idea of that, of, of really, you know, starting with the end in mind. And it's something that we all sometimes are guilty of forgetting the idea that, you know, we need, yes, we need a destination. And actually before we set off on the journey, we do need to, we need to set that out very, very clearly. And I love the idea of the descriptor keywords as well, because certainly from what I've seen in the past, so many people stop with those keywords and they maybe had a, had a geographical tag and so on and so forth. But what you're saying there is to dig a little deeper and think a little bit laterally about that, which I think is a massive, massive takeaway for people. So just, just remind me again, that actually is a tool that is on your website, isn't it? And people can download that from juiceresults.com. Yeah, absolutely. We have a, an article on our website uh, called Selecting the Right Keywords for Your SEO Campaign. Um, or you can you know, Google something like the Keyword Brainstorming Worksheet. And I believe we come right up there. And it's just a worksheet that asks you a number of questions. And if you can sit down with uh, you know, your, your business partners or your executive team, it's going to walk you through the process. And we actually use this. I mean, that was the spirit of the, of the book. It was our operations manual. It's the actual tool we use uh, to develop the keyword research for the client. Love that. Absolutely love that. And let's dive into actionable tip number two, please, sir. All right. Well, each of these tips build on each other. And you can't do tip number two unless you've completed tip number one, which is to have the keywords. And tip number two is to use each one of those keywords as the driving force for the content on your website and the content that you develop over time. So you actually want to work backwards. So now that you have that problem, that somebody is searching for that you would love to be found for. If everyone on the web found you when they were asking this problem, then that would be you know, a perfect, uh, perfect channel to bring you new business. So once you've identified that, well, then what's the perfect piece of content for that user? You know, what is Google going to look at and say, yes, this article specifically answers that question, or this video is a very, very focused specific how-to on how to do that. And it's not trying to merge five or six ideas all together so that I don't have to write five or six articles on the website. You know, you really do want to be as specific as problem. I'm sorry, as, as possible for each problem. And if you can do that, you want to put out as much content about those problems as possible. So you don't want to just develop, you know, one answer, you might be able to answer four or five that come from, from different areas. You know, if you're truly an expert on something, you'll find an infinite uh, amount of subtopics and approaches to create that content around. And so if you do nothing about SEO, but you were just sitting down and developing, you know, the perfect pieces of content, the answers to your problems, you know, uh, biggest curiosities and most, you know, most pressing desires, then you would be light years ahead of everybody else who's just, you know, trying SEO in air quotes. You know, that, the word curiosity again brings up and I just, that is a real revelation for me personally, because I'd never ever thought about it like that. And I, I just love the idea of satisfying people's curiosity in your niche and allowing, allowing the content to do the work for you. I, I think that's really, really strong, really, really strong. And 
Last but not least, actionable tip number three, please, sir. Well, I think if you go through tips one and two, you're going to end up with with a mountain of ideas and, you know, too many ideas necessarily to take on at once. And and I think you also have the, um, you know, underlying pressure that we all have of, of entrepreneurial ADD, where, you know, it's always, well, I could do this with my business and I can do that. And you're going to, you know, your business will take many shapes. But when it comes to SEO, you know, you said in the beginning, uh, you know, consistency is such a vital, you know, element of your SEO process. So I'm going to ask you to, to take, you know, a chunk of those articles that you can stay focused on over many months, you know, three to six months that you can continue to put out, you know, the best information, um, remember, we're, we're not really focused on what our peers think. You know, you can't get caught up in that. Well, you know, maybe this person has a better piece of information on that. You know, um, you just got to really say, okay, I know a lot more than my, my customers do. And they have the, these questions and I'm going to answer that. And you, you know, you can't get lost in that, that perfection mindset that holds you back. You know, that fear of not, not being one, uh, not wanting other people to question your ideas, you know, just get started and put that content out. And the more diverse, way that you can put that content out, the better, you know, video, 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 video is, you know, such a uh, catalyst for search engine rankings, you know, slideshow programs, social media, you know, what can you do to get this new content in as many shapes and as many hands as possible. And if you do that, you're going to start to find some rankings pretty fast. I love that video is massive. Actually, it comes up so often when we're talking to small businesses and you know, we had uh, Rabin Hall Chambers talking about the power of video in terms of actually just getting getting on with it, you know, and just putting yourself in front of a camera and getting it done and how to do that properly. And he, he really echoed your sentiment of just get started. Don't worry about perfectionism. So it, it's nice to see that parallel in there and obviously video playing such a big part of search engine optimization as well. Well, Jeremy, that's been such a fantastic value-packed episode, sir. And before we wrap it up, would you mind just telling the listeners where they can connect with you online, please? Absolutely. You know, you and I've mentioned juicyresults.com a number of times um, that we do have lots of articles. We're taking our, our own advice or drinking our own Kool-Aid, as they say. So we've got lots of information on there that's going to help you in a number of uh, ways to use internet marketing to grow your business. You can also find more tips and information from me at uh, Jeremy Pound at Twitter, J-E-R-E-M-Y-P-O-U-N-D, as well as Juicy Results. And of course, if uh, you Google the Bootstrapper's Guide to SEO, you're going to be able to find your, you know, your own actionable framework for building your search rankings. Fantastic. Jeremy, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. And thank you so much for sharing those links. We'll make sure we put everything in the show notes so they're as accessible as possible for everyone. And as I say, thank you so much, sir. Great to be here, Mark. And guys, listen up. As I say, everything will be available over at excellence-expected.com. Or if you're on an iDevice, on an iOS device, or even on an Android device, or even on a Windows device, do you guys exist? I'm not sure. <laughs> you can hit the screen right now and you'll bring up all of the show notes and all the links that myself and Jeremy have spoken about. And listen, if you're sat there right now listening to this on a computer and you are tired of being sat there, you want to go home, you want to see the kids, or you just want to go for a beer. Head over to excellence-expected.com and pick up your free essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact because I promise you it will help you get out from behind that desk. And that's right, you guessed it. That's all for this episode, folks. So don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye. <laughs>